0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today as a Warriors legend. Yes, I called him a legend, retires. And SI comes out with their top 100 rankings of NBA players in the 2019-2020 season. Some Warriors right where they're supposed to be. Some maybe rated a little lower. We'll talk about all of it coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On. Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Hope everyone's having a good one out there. A lot to get to today. Uh as we have a retirement of a Warriors legend which was I'd call it a little surprising because I thought he had some left in the tank I thought he could still bring something to a team and he mentioned he wanted to continue to play and that man is Sean Livingston, but we'll get to that in just a second because Locked On Warriors is brought to you by Indochino. Indochino is the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company this week. My listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when entering the code LOCKEDON at checkout. That is code L O C K E D O N. Also... Sports Illustrated came out with their top 100 rankings of NBA players for next season. And controversial is strong, but, uh, you know, some Warriors are not exactly where I would put them. And uh, we'll we'll get to that coming up. But first, we got to start with Sean Livingston, who I referred to as a Warriors legend. And some people may disagree. Maybe I am... A little more lenient on my requirements for becoming a legend, but the reason why I say he's a Warriors legend, man, his his five years with the team amounted in five straight finals trips, three rings. He was one of the the five that made it through the first run and then was able to stick around for the KD run. I I, I call him a legend. I think he should be involved and included in the group that gets their numbers retired, that gets the statues, all that stuff because he was a major part of it. And one of the, I you know, more underrated things that happened throughout this run was, well, two of them. There's two things that I, I will always remember uh, that really got people going and were really cool to see was when most baits would go off. And these are things, you know, outside of the superstars. Obviously, those blocks Draymond has, you know, against Portland... Uh, Those amazing defensive plays Draymond makes when Steph gets uh, on fire, Clay or KD dropping 50, like all those are obvious ones. But the more under the radar ones, you know, when most baits would go off, I don't know what it was. It was just his energy, his, and the fact he was a big dude, you know, looked out of shape, but was just knocking down shots like automatic. And that run Sean had earlier in his Warriors tenure where he just couldn't miss from mid-range. It literally felt like he shot 94% from mid-range. And the shot fell off a little bit over the last couple of years, but he'd still put together a game or two where he'd go, you know, six of seven and all of them within 15 feet of the rim. And it was such a uh, a different kind of joy to watch because it was different than, than the other stars. You know, it's, it was different from just about anyone in today's game, maybe DeMar DeRozan, and that's about it. But it was such a a memory, and something that I'll always, I'll always remember as part of this run was Sean just being automatic for mid range. His, you know, the the uncle game, basically the 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 old head at the <laughs> at the pickup game that you just have no chance of stopping. Very little flash, but he will <laughs> he'll go a hundred percent for mid range, and not to mention you know the the crossover he had on Harden in the playoffs. Uh, for the dunk and you know he had some highlights too he had some big highlights as well Uh, I always mentioned you know when they won rings or you know conference championships or whatever it was that I was always happiest for Sean Livingston because I called him a Warriors legend he's also just a a basketball legend in my mind even though he doesn't have the crazy numbers but for him to overcome what he did where he had to relearn to walk after that injury being a top what was he? I think he was fourth, fourth overall of the Clippers, and being a top pick that has that gruesome injury, has to relearn to walk, relearn to play basketball, cut a million times, gets his opportunity with Brooklyn, and I think he averaged just under twelve points, uh, you know, five or six assists. He had his bounce back year. He really did. And I remember when the Warriors signed him, I was trepidatious. I don't even know if that's a word, but I, you know, I was thought it was a good signing length, fit what they were trying to do, but I thought they needed more shooting and I couldn't have been more wrong. He was the perfect backup for Steph. He was the perfect defensive player for this team and for what the Warriors were doing, how they were kind of revolutionizing basketball. That's the other thing is Sean, Sean Livingston was a part of the Warriors changing the game in the NBA. So I am sad to see him retire. I thought that he, I mean, he did say he wanted to continue to play, and I thought he had something to offer for a lot of teams, whether it was a super young team. And you know what? Maybe he changed his mind. Maybe he only wanted to play for a contender. We don't know all the facts. But, you know, we see Vince Carter with the Hawks. Sean Livingston could have played that role for a young team. Or he could have played a similar role to the one he played with the Warriors for a contending team. So I was surprised he didn't get offers that I thought he would. And again, he might've, he might've, and just decided, you know what? My career's over. I'm, I'm good. But as far as we know, he's retired. And it's the end of the story, end of a 15 year journey for him. I will say though, I don't think it's the end of his time with the Warriors. I think if he does anything in basketball, it's going to be with the Golden State Warriors because that's the thing that the Warriors do a great job of. It's not just hanging on to, you know, good players, people that were good players. They hang on to good people as well. And that's Sean Livingston through and through. So if he wants to become a scout, an assistant coach, take a consultant job just like Zaza, he's going to be with the Warriors. So I don't think it's the last we've seen of him, but I also hope he takes some time to enjoy uh, his, you know, his his retirement, his beautiful family. Uh, they've got two young kids. His beautiful wife. I, I hope. I hope he takes some time to enjoy it. But when he does decide to come back to basketball, I almost guarantee that it'll be with the Warriors in some sort of capacity. Uh, also, one of the things that is pretty cool to see, in my opinion, is when he, a guy, does announce his retirement. The the outpouring of love and uh, praise that he gets from his coworkers, contemporaries, etc. Um I will not read Sean's entire post he posted on Instagram uh because it's a long one but paragraph or two just talking about his time and just you know he thanks his grandpa's his uncles uh just some beautiful stuff man beautiful tributes and I'm going to read some of the replies though because I always think that's part of the coolest parts of someone retiring uh or you know wh- whatever some sort of event happening uh Clay Thompson calls him cheat code the definition of a warrior thank you for being the best leader and teammate enjoy retirement my guy Ian Clark brother for life appreciate you doc congrats and enjoy Matt Barnes the prayer emoji and fist emoji uh Jerebko, congrats brother good luck in the next chapter all love to you and the fam uh Baysmore much respect battle tested a champion enjoy the next chapter Zaza, congrats with the great career and welcome to retirement, my guy. And a wine glass emoji. Leandro Barbosa, man, we miss Leandro too. <laughs> great career. Sad, but happy for your happiness. Next step is the next chapter. Good luck, young brother. <laughs> Jordan Bell, congrats, OG. Uh, Boogie, congrats. Appreciate you. Epe Yudo. Brandon Graham, the, the defensive end uh, for the Eagles, Steve Nash, the Brooklyn Nets account, Tobias Harris uh, said, appreciate you, vet. showed me the ropes in Milwaukee, and on forever grateful for your wisdom and leadership. And that's the thing that we forget about Sean is, you know, I remember him obviously just for his Warriors days, but he was on so many different teams before that, and we, you know, we're you coming up uh, in the Chicago-Milwaukee area, you know, all the, the lives he touched and the young players – that he had a part of, you know, it was just, uh, it's, it's really cool to see. And I could keep going. There's a ton more J.R. Smith, Jeff green, Dion waiters calls him his vet. Like I said, you know, uh, uh, Sean spent some time in, in Cleveland. I'm sure that's where, you know, he, he was with, uh, with Dion, Mark Jackson, Yahoo reporter, Chris Haynes, uh, Mr. Fab, Mario Chalmers, just everyone, Sage Steele, And not to mention just all the fans who have reached out and said something, too. It really says something about Sean, who he is, his story, uh, who he is as a person. But, uh, you know, his story resonates, man. It's one of the best ones out there. And that's why I always said I was most happy for him when, you know, anything good happened for the Warriors. Uh, Steph put out his own post, picture of him and Sean. No words will describe my appreciation for this guy and what he means to me and the success of this franchise Ultimate warrior, love you bro, sending you the best wishes for the next chapter of your life. Enjoy yourself. It uh it's a beautiful thing, man. Congrats to Sean Livingston on a incredible unlikely career. 3 rings. Raymond Ritter calls him 1.7 because 1.7% of NBA players have 3 championship rings and Sean Livingston is part of that. But since he retired, what he is not a part of is SI's Top 100 Players. That came out the other day, and I want to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Wars on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way so stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a mcdonald's fry right now did you just stand because if you did then you earned yourself a trip to the mcdonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. support for this podcast comes from cdw and hewlett packard enterprise at cdw we get modern servers need to be flexi- flexible scalable and predictable i predicted you'd say that <clears throat> okay what would i say next Probably something about server security. Impressive and freaky. CDW can implement secure Hewlett Packard Enterprise Gen 10 servers that improve speed and performance while reducing reducing costs. See predictable. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. I predict a web address. CDW.com slash HPE. I'm in your mind, man. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Just finished talking about Sean Livingston's retirement, and uh, it's tough. Tough he's not on the Warriors anymore, tough that he's retiring. But like I said, I think whenever he does decide to get back into basketball, if that's what he chooses, and I do think he will, it's going to be with the Warriors. I don't think we've seen the last of Sean Livingston. I don't think we've seen the last of Sean Livingston at all. They would love to continue to have his presence around the building like they have with Zaza. Zaza. I mean, David West, if he ever wants to get back into NBA basketball, same thing. I mean, the 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 entire Warriors organization will eventually be run by the all the Warriors from the the what is it 2014 through 19 run or 15 through 19. So sad to see him go. It's it's crazy coincidence that two of the best people in their respective leagues. Uh, both retired on the same day, Torrey Smith of the NFL, uh, wide receiver, formerly of the Ravens and Eagles and Panthers, uh, retired today, same day as Sean Livingston, so congrats to both of them. Uh, what came out recently was SI's top 100 ranking for NBA players for this upcoming season, and it's arbitrary, it's uh, subjective, but it's also interesting. And worth mentioning because, at least in this instance, I was going to say because, you know, they take it serious and won't do anything for headlines. You know, everyone does stuff for headlines. But at least in this instance, it's pretty well done. It's no no headline grabs or anything. Nothing, no hot takes. You know, Steph's not rated 34 or anything like that. But what did come out is Clay, which... I disagree with obviously, but I understand the ranking was at 58 overall. And I know people, as soon as they hear that, I'm sure you're in your car. What? Are you kidding me? But you have to factor in that he's coming back off of a torn ACL. And the author, Rob Mahoney, takes into account Kevin Pelton's research that in the past five years, no player has come back from an ACL tear in shorter than 11 months. And the 11 month timetable would put Clay's return in mid May, nearly a month into the playoffs. Now, obviously, I, we all think that Clay will return before that. But again, even though I disagree with it, I understand why he's at 58 because we don't know when he'll come back, what he will be when he comes back, all that stuff. But even so, some of the players ranked ahead of him, immediately ahead of him. Buddy Heald, Lou Williams, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Tobias Harris. I mean, well, that's the other thing. A healthy clay is top 20. So I still think 58 is too low. If a healthy clay, to me, is top 20, 58, way too low. But it's understandable because of his injury. Where would I put him because of the injury? Let's knock him up 20 spots, 38. And I'm biased, so maybe I'm completely wrong. Do you guys agree or disagree with me or with the article? You know, would be somewhere in the 30s make more sense for an injured clay uh, or is 58 valid? Hit me up on Twitter at CTH415. This next one I thought was interesting, too, because, again, I understand where he's coming from. I'm just expecting more from this player, and that's D'Angelo Russell was ranked 44 out of 100. And... Again, the reason why I understand it is because of his first sentence, the stardom of a player like D'Angelo Russell is very much in the eye of the beholder. He looks like a star, given how often he works with the ball in his hands, his flair in which he breaks down a defender off the dribble, uh, certainly has the shooting profile of a star. But because of his usage, one year of production, things like that, is kind of why he has him at 44. And also, again, eye of the beholder not really willing to go all the way in on D'Angelo Russell at the moment, which I get. I get the reasons for it. My thing is, and again, this will just change next year when he does it, when he does the top 100 rankings. D'Angelo Russell is going to benefit from playing with Steph and Draymond so much more than the other way around. He's not going to be the focal point. He's going to get way more open looks. I expect him to have a much better season than last year or a much more efficient season. The, the raw numbers might not look the same, but at the same time, I do think he will have as good of a year uh or a, a better year, efficient efficiency wise than he did the year before. Some of the ones ranked ahead of him again, uh, Chris Stapp's Porzingis at 37. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like you're telling me Russell's 44 going to a new team. But poor and Clay is fifty-eight, coming off an injury. Porzingis coming off the injury is thirty-seven, going to the to the Mavs. And look, I like Luca a lot, but the Luca love is a little extreme at this point. Speaking of which, Devin Booker thirty-four, De'Aaron Fox thirty-three, Luca thirty, and Ben Simmons twenty-three. Uh, I'm not so much against Ben Simmons being twenty-three. I'm more against D'Angelo Russell being at forty-four. Uh, but let me ask, who out of Chris Daps, Porzingis, Devin Booker, De'Aaron Fox, and Luka Doncic, uh, and D'Angelo Russell have led their team to a playoff berth? Oh, it's just D'Angelo Russell? None of the other four? Hmm. Hmm. But like I said, it's in the eye of the beholder as far as what you think about D'Angelo Russell. But I do think he's going to have himself uh, a damn good season where some of the questions that people legitimately have, they're understandable questions to have, uh, with a player like D'Angelo Russell, will be answered, and uh, we won't have to hear about him anymore. Draymond Green comes in at 17, right where he should be, just outside of the top top superstars, but high enough to where he's a, he's a star. I mean, he's he's superstar adjacent. He is. That's exactly where he should be. I think he should be top 20. I wouldn't even argue if he was in the 20s, like low 20s. But that is, that's Draymond Green. If you're going to take into account LeBron, who we'll get to in a minute, only plays defense maybe in the playoffs, maybe hasn't played defense in over two years. But they say, oh, well, when the playoffs come around, then you have to give Draymond the same benefit of the doubt because he didn't play to his highest potential during the regular season last year. But once the playoffs came around, he was defensive player of the year type Draymond Green. Speaking of defensive player of the year, the only problem I have is Rudy Gobert was ranked at fourteen. Rudy Gobert's great. He's a great center, great rim protector. Get him on the perimeter and Steph will have him doing a friggin' pot of beret. I don't know if that's what it's called. He'll be he'll be spinning him around for another layup. How many assists does uh Gobert average? Does he handle the ball? Is he like the, the pretty much the, the the de facto point guard on his team? Does he distribute? No. So I look, he's great, but I would still put Draymond ahead of Gobert. But again, it's one man's list. My list would be different, uh, but it wouldn't be much. I'm not saying Gobert is in the 50s or anything. Gobert is great, but I think Draymond's better, and I would take Draymond over Gobert, especially in today's NBA. Now to the last one. Steph Curry, of course, comes in at number four, and which is understandable. Harden was number five. Respect to to Mahoney, uh, to the author, because that I agree. I think Steph should be ahead of Harden, but the final three, I get LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis. I still, you know, I might drop LeBron down to behind Steph and Harden, honestly. Now, he'll probably prove me wrong this season, but still. You know, last year was not very good. He hasn't played defense in two years. So, that's just where I'm at with that one. But, again, Steph being ahead of Harden, love it, agree with it. LeBron at three, eh, you can make an argument. Kawhi at two, Giannis at one. Kawhi, crazy in the playoffs, Giannis, reigning MVP. All makes sense. So, that is the top hundred list. Uh, my top five would be Steph, Clay, uh, Alfonso McKinney, Draymond, and Willie Cauley-Stein. But that's just me. That, that would be my top five in the NBA. Obviously a joke. Don't Don't get mad at me. But through the eyes of a Warriors fan and Warriors podcaster, understandable. I have some objections, but none too terrible. None too terrible. One person who was not listed on the top 100 was Kevin Durant. Even though he's not playing, he's still talking and had some things to say about the Warriors. That's coming up next year on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect there are literally years of experience behind these bottles wild turkey same recipe since 1942 if you want a true classic this is what you want to order wild turkey wild turkey distilling company lawrenceburg kentucky copyright 2020 campari america new york new york never compromise drink responsibly today every answer matters more than ever before because whether it's about health deliveries or finance some things just can't wait That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just went over the... SI top 100 players rankings for 2019-20. And again, they were subjective and fun and yada, yada, yada. I I do give him credit. I thought it was a pretty well-done list. Had some, some disagreements, but nothing too crazy. It's not as if Draymond was ranked 89th or anything like that. He came in at 17, which I thought was perfect. But like I said, Kevin Durant was not on that list. And... I was going back and forth about whether to even talk about this because Kevin Durant's not a warrior anymore. He's not going to be playing this year, but he did do a interview with the Wall Street Journal recently where he talked about the Warriors and blah, 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 blah. And I, like, I like KD. I like him a lot, and I actually agree with what he said in that he just never felt like he was one of the Warriors, so to speak, that he was never going to be Draymond, Steph, or Clay. And I get it and understand because some of the fans never allowed him to be. Uh, I never understood some of the fans who almost resented KD for coming here. It was really weird where they would almost feed the fire of this is Steph's team and not KD's team and I was just happy he came to the Warriors. I was happy to have him because it meant rings on top of rings. But the fans... Fandom is a weird thing. It's a very tribal, possessive thing. And uh, so I didn't want to get too into it. I just wanted to mention it because I do understand what he's saying from there. But I also want to mention enough. (laughs) Enough with the interviews. Enough talking about the Warriors and... I don't know. I just hope he finds some happiness, man, because he seems pretty pretty dang upset in every interview. But I will also say this. Maybe an interview should ask him what makes him happy because they just ask him about old stuff that they know he doesn't like and is upset about. So, I don't know. That's just me. Whatever. Final thoughts for a Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On Warriors. I'll be back next week with more episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. Together we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast